producers behind the scenes at Score North and 1500 ESPN have sports opinions. So they want you to hear them. It's the perfect digital sports soapbox to scratch that Minnesota sports itch. This is the Score North Taxi Squad. Hmm. Do you guys smell that? Hmm. There's something in the air, an aroma. I mean, I'm getting the usual smells of Taxi Squad, a Score North original podcast. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. We're so happy that you are here. I'm joined with the usual cabbies. We're on duty tonight. We got Artist Woods in the building. What's up, dude? What's going on? How and then, you doing? How you feeling? I'm doing good, man. And then we got AJ Fredrickson over there, the other cabbie on duty. What's up, man? How you doing? Oh, where's your mic? There we go. There now we go. Back. Turn it back on. Bad. Hey, just starting the shift, I guess. But, oh, it's uh, okay. Actually, no, your I'm, shift is about to wrap up, so is, like, yeah. I, I understand how you might want to like <laughs> get on out of here. But, but no, I'm doing good. I'm good. How are you? I, I'm Jason good. Stormer. But I'm good. Do you do you not smell that though? I'm. There's something in the air, and you know what? Uh, you guys are in the main score. No, I saw what you did there, AJ. You're lucky you're not on camera. I, I, think, I think I know I put deodorant on, so I, I, I can check. So you guys are in the main score north studio. I'm in the control room over here. I got this nice window that looks directly to the north. And if you look a little bit to the northeast, you see the University of Minnesota East Campus Water Tower. And that's a very specific water tower. To point out. But very. I look in that direction. I get, I'm getting this aroma from over there. I wonder what it could be. And you know what? Let's. I'm honing in on it. I'm honing in on it. Pronto pups, cheese curds, <laughs> the chocolate chip cookies made by the sweetest of Martha's. Ladies and gentlemen, the state fair is upon us. The Minnesota State Fair is finally here. Joy to the world. Joy to Minnesota. I don't know about you guys, but the state fair for me. It's all about the food. I just want to eat all the food. The cheese cards are a staple. The Pronto Pups are a staple, obviously. The Sweet Martha's Bucket is a staple. I always like to try new things, too. Guys, it's one of my favorite traditions of all time. I know it's just cliche Minnesotan, land of 10,000 lakes. I'm so excited. Are you guys also equally as excited as I am? Artists, have you actually ever been to the State Fair yet? Yeah, I actually went last year. Right on. Was 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 that your first time? It was my first time because, you know, I've only been out here for like two, three years. It was fun. It was fun a lot of walking um but i like festivals like that anyway so oh. it was a good time they got these i don't know what the place is called i'm a big chocolate chip cookie lover so there was like this big bucket of chocolate chip cookies Sweet Martha's. That, like, overf- that, oh that's what gosh, i'm talking yeah. about man that's I what i'm talking like, about i am leaving here with a thousand cavities and i don't care oh. so <laughs> yeah what about you you aj what does the minnesota state fair just mean to you um, <laughs> it means this year some long days at the fair working. Oh, I did work but, the fair uh, last year. Too. Nice. I forgot about that. Nice. But no, I mean it's it, it's kind of it. It's last it, when you work every day, it loses its luster a little bit. Aww. I will say, but at la- like last year, I did every day. Um, <laughs> by like day six, you're like you're over it. Oh God, I don't. What did you eat something there every day too? Were that, you just that's the thing packing I, in the calories at the same time? I, I allowed myself to get something for lunch there. I didn't. I didn't have really breakfast any any days. I would grab like a granola bar out the door. But I get there and it's like, all right, here we go. We're, we're there for eight <laughs> hours. I got to eat something. But by day six, it's like. Can I just get a salad or something? <laughs> I'm sure you can get a salad yeah. at the state fair. But it's going to be like a Somewhere. deep fried salad on a stick wrapped in bacon. What's wrong with Pretty that much. now? What's wrong well, with that? <laughs> <laughs> I, after six days, I, I totally get it. Yeah. I totally get it. Uh, it. It's seriously one of my favorites. I know I'm just way over the top about it. That whole spiel at the beginning. I don't care. It's literally, 
It, it kind of like it encapsulates summer for me, too, because it wraps everything up. It's over Labor Day weekend. Then we start grinding into football season here. And believe you, uh, me, ladies and gentlemen, we got a lot of football to talk about. A lot of Vikings news to break down, too. And uh, some recent news just happened in the past 24 hours. Literally the past 24 hours. So, again, State Fair is great, but let's get right into it right now. Gentlemen, we have a new QB, too. Nick Mullins. Uh, we actually got to play him a couple weeks ago against the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, put up, actually, some decent numbers against us, too. He went, um, let's see. Oh, I lost my ratings because my, uh, <laughs> sorry, guys, I lost my uh, stat. There, there it is right here. 7 of 9, 94 yards, a touchdown, a 147.2 rating. I think we should just also talk about, pretty much right away, just Kellen Mond and Sean Mannion. Um we all were on the record saying, hey, uh, we're going to give these guys a chance. We've, some of us, more critical than others and stuff. Um, maybe I think the three of us were leaning more towards Kellen Mond than Sean Mannion, but uh, f- a 17-7 to uh, win for the 49ers, and it just, it, just didn't, it just didn't look good, and I think that this trade was absolutely necessary. What do you guys think? Well, the thing is, we, we said we'd give them a chance. Yeah. But the thing is, I think the chance and all we needed to see was this Sunday because that was brutal. That was a very tough outing from, I would I want to say especially Kellerman. I was very high on his performance last week, so now I have to reel it back and have an accountability session with myself because he did not look good, in, in, like in the slightest. So to have that game conclude, and I'm sure the discussion probably has been happening leading up to that Saturday to where during the game it progresses, and then by the end of the game, final whistle sounds, all right, we're making calls. We're we're seeing what we can move. And what I think it was what a conditional seventh round pick in twenty twenty four too. It's not even this upcoming draft. So, it's a year, even a year mm-hmm. from now. So one of the twenty five some seventh round picks that Rick Spielman has acquired over his tenure, <laughs> uh, Quasey is able to dig into and he's able to get a, a you know I'm not going to say reliable QB two. But uh, I think now the QB2 position is a much better standing. Just looking at uh, Nick Mullen's history, he did get a game in last year uh, with, with his time in Cleveland. But before that, he had a stint with the 49ers. Um, I forget why he got in there, but in 2018, he uh, started eight games. So, yeah, I, I mean, saw he that came too. In, he was three and five over that stretch, but he was winning some games. Um, 2020, he played some more, went two and six. And then last year he had to uh, start one game, I believe when whatever surgery was going on with Baker or whatever injury was happening with Baker, he came in and filled in for one of those stints. So, um, you know, his numbers don't really jump off the page, but he's 26. He's shown that he can step in and do that role to a certain extent. And he's been, he was with Cleveland, which I feel like (laughs) Cleveland is a lesser offense than that of the Minnesota Vikings. Definitely. The yeah. r- running back situation, Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb, I think most of us, maybe all of us listening, are going to take Dalvin Cook on mm. his day when he's healthy. When he's healthy for one game. Oh, I like me Nick Chubb, though. I'm one. biased because I've had him on fantasy teams, and I think he's really good. I mean, he's he's a work, like he runs yeah. through brick walls, but yeah. I would say the versatility of Dalvin Cook maybe puts him over the edge for me. And then just the receiving core, mm-hmm. you know, you had OBJ and Jarvis Landry, and now you're looking at, Justin Jefferson, ever heard of him? Adam Thielen, ever heard of him? I mean, even KJ Arthborn, that's such a deep third receiver. Um, I, you know, if if needed now, I think everybody's going to have a little bit more of a 
Uh, so the, the heartbeat's going to be a little lower than had Mond or Mannion be charging it on the sideline. So I'm a little more contempt after that move, and you don't really give up, in my opinion, anything. I've, I, I know NFL draft picks are valued so weirdly compared to other sports. I don't care. I, if, even if it gets up to like a sixth, seventh, I, it's, a seven, it's a conditional seventh-round pick in a couple years. Who cares? You got your problem solved now for a team that currently, arguably, if the defense steps up and is better, has that window to go and make a run, despite I'm seeing a lot of preseason hate. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we're, we, we've yet to see really in action the first team or first squad implement this new offense. So there's a lot of question marks still. But um, overall, with the, when you're moving essentially nothing to solve a relatively big hole if things go bad. So um, I like it. Artists, yeah. your thoughts? Yeah, I like it as well. I like I like the move as well. And I also have to reel it in because last episode I was talking like, <laughs> yeah, Kellen Mai is going to be the truth and his mobility, hey, hey, the man, mobility you, and the unpredictability. And we were all, all kind of stuff, talking you know. him up. It's cool. I was yeah, right there with I you. Was, you know, because I, I was, like AJ said, I was impressed with the first preseason game. I was impressed. Um, like I said before, um, when I first watched it, I was like, oh, he did okay. Then I looked at the stat sheet and I was like, oh, wow, wait a minute. And then I went back and rewatched the game and I was like, oh, he played a lot better than I thought. Maybe I should have paid, you know, closer attention. So I had high hopes for this second game, and I kind of knew coming into this second game that it would determine a lot. I knew it would determine a lot. I knew he would probably get the most playing time, and because they were really evaluating him, everybody's evaluating him as QB two, knowing that there's a possibility that Kirk may miss a game or two here and there due to whatever's going on. Um, but ten of twenty. Yep. 82 yards, two interceptions. Uh, and that's, that second that's interception was it just was, so know, underthrown. It's like he didn't even see the safety he at didn't all. See the, he didn't Man. see the safety help over the top. It was underthrown. The first interception, I didn't mind as much because the pocket collapsed, and it looked like he, he might have got his arm nicked or something like that when he was trying to get the ball off, which actually seemed to happen a lot throughout that game when he was in the game. It seemed like the, the, the line was collapsing, and the defensive pressure was getting to him. Um, which made it hard for him to make plays with with his arm going down the field. But it it wasn't good. And at the end of the day, you're going to have to deal with that in the regular season too, if not you know, even worse than what it was in the preseason because it's the regular season. The starters are playing, and you have your starters out there too, but there will be pressure up the middle that you have to deal with, and you have to step back there and deal with the football, throw the, throw the, throw the football. So at the end of the day, I was very disappointed. I was very disappointed. Um, Sean Mayen actually didn't look that bad to me. He didn't look that bad. He marched the team down the field for their only touchdown of the game. Um, and I was like, okay, at least Mayen doesn't look too bad. But I guess the Vikings did what I think we all knew at the end of that game they needed to do, which is go get a backup quarterback. And like AJ said, Nick Mullins' stats doesn't jump off the stat sheet. I mean, yeah, he I mean, he is QB2. He is a backup, so we're not expecting too much from him. But um, he is serviceable, and I do think he can come in. And if Kirk Cousins has to miss a game, I do think he can come in and, and get the job done for a game. So I'm not mad at it. I'm more so just disappointed because I, I wanted to see – I wanted to see Mon take the bull by the horns yep. and get that and get that spot. You know, mm-hmm. they've been he's been he's getting groomed now to take that spot. Um, even though he didn't really get groomed to take that spot last year, now he's in that position and we're all hyped for it and he laid an egg. So that that kind of stung. But hey, the Vikings did what needed to be done. Yeah. One thing that we talked about that we wanted Mon to improve on specifically after the first preseason game was his scrambling and feeling like more control. That's the weird thing about this game. I felt like actually in terms of his pocket awareness, 
he was in more control. You mentioned how he had a couple of hands in his face a little bit when he was making throws. I remember one specific throw. It was like 20 yards, and it was to his left. It was a really good throw. I forget who the receiver who caught it was. Um, but might have been Javon Kinlaw, who, man, he had a really good game. Yeah, Javon yeah. Kinlaw definitely stood out. And he missed a lot of time last year for the Niners. So if he's back with them, with uh, do they have Nick or Joey Bosa? Nick Bosa, right? Yeah. They got Nick Bosa? Yeah. That's right. The Niners. You're talking about the Niners. Niners, Nick, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So... There were actually a couple times where I'm actually seeing some improvements in Mond. But while the scrambling seemed more in control and his pocket awareness seemed a little bit better, everything else just kind of fell apart. The the throws themselves, just not reading the defense. Um, You know, I know a criticism of his is that he's been taking too long in the pocket. I didn't think that was terribly noticeable in this game. Maybe if I rewatched it, maybe it would be. And I did actually did watch the entirety of the game. And I don't know how I did that because <laughs> it turned out the second preseason was like a preseason game was like the fourth preseason game of old. None of the starters played or anything like that, yeah. which now I'm kind of wondering how much run are they going to get in the third preseason game? And we can talk about that later. Um, now moving forward, and I don't think the Vikings have made a move yet. They still have four quarterbacks in the room. They haven't done anything with Mondor Mannion yet. Um, if I were a betting man, which definitely like to be sometimes, I'm guessing Mannion's going to get cut. I would think so. Definitely, you're not going to be able to trade him. There's no way you're going to ever get anything for him. Yeah. And then Mond to the practice squad, which, you know what, in retrospect, again, we said we wanted to give him as many chances as we can, and sure, he has another preseason game to potentially play. We'll see again how much how much the starters actually get to play. But I think that this is the move for this season. Again, that first season of his was completely lost. He was put on a shelf by Mike Zimmer, and I feel bad for the kid. Like, he lost a whole year of development, and he was already, um, you know, wasn't he a four-year starter at Texas A&M? So he's already a pretty older player to get drafted anyway, so, you know, I bet he wants to get the ground running too, but it's clear and obvious that more development needs to take place. And I think he is in a system now, in an environment more importantly, that he can grow, but I think it's pretty obvious now. It has to be on the practice squad this season. Um, if Mullins or Cousins get hurt, you know, like I don't know how comfortable I feel with him still at QB2. I guess in a pinch, there might not be no, much the Vikings could do at that point. So you're just going to have to roll with it. Um, but yeah, I'm in the camp that this was pretty much necessary. You guys mentioned it. Mullins is a standard backup quarterback, undrafted guy out of the Southern Miss Brett Favre school. <laughs> He's literally done more than pretty much. Most undrafted players are expected to do. Um, I'm going to have to like, I'm definitely going to have to check out the preseason game again. I'm going to have to reset because I know that him and Jared Stidham pretty much did equal reps. I'll have to get more breakdown of what I think of this guy, but um, this is the best backup quarterback the Vikings have had since Case Keenum. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. It's been Sean Sean Mannion lately. um, And so it's. I mean, this is the this is the most comfortable this quarterback room has been in about five years, and so um, yeah, I mean, this this had to be done. Just did. This is going to be a very bad proposition because it just came into my head, and as I think about <laughs> it more, this is a bad comparison. But I want to at least get it out there to at least let you guys react to how bad of a comparison it would be. <laughs> We know how good the backup situation is for the running backs with the Minnesota Vikings. Alexander Madison can step in. And I'm not saying that Nick Mullins is going to be able to come in and do what Alexander Madison does when Dalvin Cook is out. But this feels like it's a little closer to that 
situation now QB? Because Kellen Mond or Sean Mannion, they come in and they just kind of, you know, they, it's you, you make that decision to start one of them if needed, and you're sitting back and it's almost like the defense has to win us the game here, whereas Nick Mullins comes in and you're like, he'll be able to get some points on the board as long as the defense does their job. That's which we don't know if they're capable of doing at right. this point. It's, 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 not there's a, there's a, it's, it's not proven. There's been a lot of good uh, news out of camp. Zadarius looks really good. Daniil looks yeah. like his old self. The defensive um, line is going to be crazy this year. Let's hope so. Yeah, I think the defensive line is going to be crazy this year. To your comparison, AJ, I don't. And I, like, I have to I, see I, like more. I said, of, it. I think it's a bad comparison, yeah. but <laughs> but in my head, I when I initially it. thought, I was like, huh, you know, maybe that makes it's, sense. It's perfect. It's closer to that than having mind or uh, Mannion. I will agree to that point. Now, if you said this last week, I'd have been like, no, Kellen Mond, he's got it. That's the best, you know. But <laughs> sports this radio, week, is, I'm like, sports you know, radio, is so fickle. I mean, you hey, can have it, one gotta, strong opinion one week, and then the next week you're completely because, changing because your tune. Because in sports, you're constantly <laughs> reacting to what's happening. You got to be realistic to the moment. And yeah. in the moment, you know, Kellen Mond was like. Like nine to fourteen, he yeah. threw two touchdowns. Like in the moment, he looked good, yeah. and now in this moment, he looks awful. So it's just, it's kind of, you kind of got to roll with the flow here. But um, yeah, I, I have to see a little bit more of Nick Mullins. I think the only thing that really concerns me, and again, Kirk Cousins isn't a guy that misses a lot of games. Knock on wood. Um, but the the one thing that does kind of concern me is. You know, this is this system is very complicated. You know, Mullins will have to come in and learn a new system, and I'm sure, you know, KLC could come in and you know try to fit a game plan around what you know um, Nick Mullins' skill set is. But at the end of the day, um, you still got to come in and, and learn a brand new system, and it is a brand new system to everybody involved. I mean, even the veterans, like we all said earlier, are learning this new system, and you know, I won't say struggling, but it's taking them. They're going home with a little extra homework these days, you know. I- so I. I I have to see more of them. Any any situation by which your starting quarterback goes down and a backup comes in, I'm gonna be ner- I'm gonna be pretty nervous. Absolutely. And that, yeah. Nick Mullins again is a serviceable backup, but I think I would still, even though I might be like, okay, he might get some points up, I would still be of the mindset of this defense has to really have a big day today. They got to have a big day today in order to get this win because I, depending on who they're playing. I mean, if you're playing the Detroit Lions, I mean, Nick Mullen, he got it. He got the he got the Lions, right? If you're playing the Chicago Bears, as long as it's not at Soldier Field, no, you got the Bears. No, no worries, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But if you hey, got the Eagles, you got the Eagles. I don't know about all that, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, if, you, if you're going against you know a team like the 49ers, for example, you know that's that's a tough, tough matchup. A defense that's really good, that's proven. Um, a team that's made playoff runs was just in the NFC Championship game. That's a tough one to throw him out there in and expect him to go out there and score points. So, hey, I, but, I was actually curious, Artis, if you had much intel on Nick Mullins because he was on the Eagles practice squad last year. No, I do not have. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I he wasn't on the team. Intel. He wasn't on the team the full year. Uh, he was also on the Browns too. So yeah. I mean, he was he was moving around last year too. Yeah, no, no, no real insight. I haven't really paid him much attention whatsoever. If he get if he ever got called up from the practice squad, then yeah, I would have looked at him a little more seriously. But mm-hmm. um Jalen Hurts is also another guy that isn't really injury prone. And so we didn't have to knock worry about on that wood. too much. Right, right. I'd yeah, knock, knock on, on wood. all football players. Yeah, yeah. Yes. For all, especially the ones who run a lot, which yes. Hurts does. So no um, yeah. So no, not not really on Nick. But I'm sure he'll <laughs> for a backup, depending on the matchup, I yeah. think he'll be okay. I agree, too. Um, some other preseason nuggets, too, from the actual game itself. Um, 
We've talked about center, the center competition plenty. Um, whether Garrett Bradbury is going to be the guy, if Chris Reed can slide in there, or who knows, as long as competent play happens uh, for Kirk Cousins. Uh, this Austin Schlotman kid posted one of the highest PFF grades, um, I think, all preseason for anybody on the offensive line on any team, a 92.1. Um if that trend holds, and it's not a trend yet, he needs to do it again, and we'll see how it goes. Right. Um, this kind of reminds me of the Mason Cole situation of last year. Mason Cole, well, I mean, I, I actually I have no idea. I, I, Schlotman might be a younger guy. I don't know if he's journeyman or not. Um, but Mason Cole last year, after you know Garrett Bradbury had some significant struggles, but then he tweaked something, and Mason Cole stepped in, and just Mason Cole played more competently than him and kind of like took his job a little bit. Um, this kind of is giving me similar vibes as that situation. If Schlotman can keep putting together a good rest of training camp, um, if he plays a little bit more in uh, the third preseason game, again, I, re- I really don't know what to expect with this third preseason game in terms of rest or not. Um, this may be an option at center if things you know, get a little rough with Garrett Bradbury, which they are rough. <laughs> I mean, might already be might yeah. already be i mean i think i think they have to you know they're in the process of evaluating that that position and if schlotman can come in and do the job great but i'm looking at this situation like look you guys must see something in training camp you guys must be seeing something in practice because why haven't you made a move yet for a center <laughs> why they address qb2 the backup at quarterback before they address their starting center position think about that Maybe they already feel like they've addressed their starting center position. Exactly. That's that's the point. So whatever they see in training camp, whatever they see in practice, it looks like it's enough. He had a good preseason game. All I have to say is it better be enough because <laughs> the whole city has been talking about this. I mean, AJ, I'm, I'm sure you've noticed any posts we make on TikTok, Instagram, about anything else Viking related, the first comment, we have to get a center. Center. We need a center. And it's like, we know. We understand. Is that the, the videos Vikings? you're making now? Guys, we get it. Man, we know you need I, a center. This is score north. I mean, no. I mean, at this point, it's like, <laughs> we know. So it's like, and I know if we know, if the fans know, the Vikings know as well. So, I mean, that he must be the solution. Um, because if he goes in and he does not look good, it, it's it's not a good look. It is, it is not a good look. I still think they should have went and got, or they should go get J.C. Treader. I still believe that. Nobody else has yet still. The weeks go by and still nobody. It's a weird situation to me, but I would still take a chance at that first. Um, But, hey, I'm not there. I'm not there at training camp. I'm not there at at practice. I don't know the X's and O's like that. Um, And so they see something that we obviously don't see. Got to have faith in that. But it it better work. It has to work at this point because that is a serious (laughs) – how many plays last year did we see – uh, Bradbury backed up into Kirk Cousins' lap. It's already happened kind of in joint practices <laughs> I mean, and training camps, too. You know what I mean? Like too this, man. Too, too many, many times, you know, and with this offense and the type of system that's going to be run, pass happy offense, there will be a lot of throwing the football. You need your starting center to at least hold his weight, mm-hmm. you know, so in order for this offense to work, they it has to work. That's, that's all I really have to say, you know? Mm-hmm. And Ed Ingram, too, I believe he posted like a 67 PFF score in the game, which I think that was actually around the same score as Wyatt Davis, actually. Wyatt Davis, I think, was like a 63. So um, I still think probably that the right guard position is Ed Ingram's to maybe lose lose at this point, just because, I mean, there was so much hype a week ago about him. And, 
you know, I, I, he, I don't think he had a bad game by any means, but maybe not something that stood off the statute or anything like that. He, he set the standard so high in his first game, it's hard to probably match that in that second game. And mm-hmm. we're, we're still trying to figure out the injury situation maybe with Chris Reed and Jesse Davis too. They've kind of popped up with some things and we're not really sure what's going on or maybe we do and i just don't know i don't know if you guys have heard any news with those two i haven't seen anything either as of now you aj at all as far as chris reed and no i haven't yeah i haven't seen anything myself so i'm i'm not sure what's going on with that situation currently and i haven't heard his name in a while either so some demented twisted part of me though somewhere and it probably is just because he's a first round pick but i understand you got to cut your losses when you when when the time comes it's kind of like Kirk with Kevin O'Connell. I'm slightly fascinated to see if they can get something out of Garrett Bradbury, you know? Yeah. Something that hasn't been before. And I know there's not a ton of indication that that's the case right now. I know. And the one thing that I'm at least confident with this coaching staff and front office is that I think their leashes are appropriate in terms of how long they let things compound. Because mm-hmm. obviously they realize they need to put their foot in the sand with QB2. They need to go get a guy after the second game. They didn't go like, oh, well, let's maybe see if a third preseason game or another week of training camp can maybe get in the rhythm. No, they just decided we got to do this. We got to do this now. I like that swift and stern decision making in times of, you know, when you just need to do when you need to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. So. If the time comes where Bradbury does struggle significantly, I'm pretty confident that this front office will not let it compound. They will identify it. They will realize we need to move on from this, and they will act accordingly. I I, I really do believe that. And the, have- the QB2 situation has given me faith that these guys aren't just going to let things spiral. Not that like the previous regime really did that either, um, but I, I just... I, I, I like the decision-making that they've had in this preseason in terms of just like, all right, we got to do something. We got to do something now. And I think they, they've been acting pretty accordingly. What you would want your front office to do, because like you said, artists, people have been talking about QB2 and center. Those have been the biggest discussions on the TikTok comment section for Score North, okay? <laughs> right. <laughs> and right. They, they addressed one of those. And I would argue people were probably talking more about QB2 than center. And I know, it's and, and, and it's I know, definitely debatable. It's and I know, debatable. and I know, because it's the sexy position. It's quarterback. I get that. I totally get that. And we're dealing with like a third round pick. There's an interest in there, an intrigue in the future. And so, I again, I like that the front office knows when they need to make decisions and how they need to make those decisions. So if things don't work out for Bradbury. They'll figure it out. I really will. Even yeah. if it's not an option in house right now. Like you said, maybe J.C. Treader get his dad on the phone. I don't know. Something. Somebody else doesn't swoop him up next. I know that I Know that the Buccaneers, I, I think I mentioned the Buccaneers offensive line every week. They had another guy go down, I think. One yes, of their uh, guards, I think. It's just, it's going to be nothing but Tristan Wirfs out there. I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they got to figure it out. Thank God that's not and, our problem. And Tom but. Brady was missing for a whole week. <laughs> yeah. We don't know where he was. Probably being the masked singer I thought, or something. I was just going to say, that's I heard the hot rumor. on the masked uh, singer. And, I, I, guess, and I, I didn't are, know can, he could sing. People are connecting. Well, I don't think anybody actually sings on that. I, it's probably just all like, I don't know. It's reality TV. Yeah. yeah you don't really know how real it is, yeah, even though reality weird. is in the name. Yeah. It's but weird. To your point, though, I do I do agree. Um, I in this short amount of time, we have seen them make their moves, or at least this quarterback move quick. And the hope is that they do the same thing at the center position because it's it's the center the starting center position is just as important, if not more important, than the backup quarterback. It is more important than the backup quarterback position because yeah, ideally, yeah, yeah. I mean, the starting quarterback is going to play. So I mean, 
I, I hope they do make the move. I, I am of the mindset right now that I have seen enough. And if I was a new and I'm not a GM, <laughs> I'm not an owner. So, I you know, <laughs> you should be, though. I, You'd be good at it. I think I'd be all right. Will you hire but, me as like your assistant GM or something? I, I, I AJ, know. what role do you want in artist's front office? Mm. AJ uh, could be the coach. I'll I'll just be a janitor. <laughs> what? I'll I'll be laid back. Be the hot dog guy at least. Come on, yeah, man, yeah. have some dignity. No, I'll just be in the corner, just like cleaning the windows and stuff. I'm I mean, if that. you get to watch the games for free, uh, and <laughs> and US Bank Stadium has a lot of windows, they so do. You could get some I, good vantage points. I used up to there. work there, so I know they have a lot of windows. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, <laughs> almost made me lose my train of thought there. Um, if I was a GM, I would want to move on. I, I would. I would want to move on as soon as possible. But hey, I trust that they know what they're doing. Um, but speaking on them knowing what they're doing, I think to your point earlier about this last preseason game, I think we got to start getting the starters out there and getting them to run at this point. I think that they're missing the first. I was shocked that they didn't play at all in the second in the second preseason game. The start preseason game, I know it's kind of a, a bit of a risk because it's the last game. The last thing you want to do is get hurt the last game before the regular season. But I think at this point, it's time to get them out there, get some run in, you know, on the field, get you. Get your feet wet again. I know you're getting tra- uh, training camp, and I know you have um, joint practices and all of that, but I think it's time. I think it's time to get him out there, not for an extended period of time, but I want to see Kirk. Um, I want to see Justin Jefferson for at least a possession. I want to see Thielen for a possession. Dalvin Cook, I don't know. I may be throwing no, Madison no, out there. No, I might, no, I might Dalvin, be throwing Madison no. out there. Never but play your running want, backs in the preseason ever. Yeah, but I, I would want K.J. Osmore. I, I want the receivers and Kirk yeah. out there. I want the receivers okay. and Kirk out there for this last preseason game, even if it's for a couple possessions, just to get the feet wet again, being out there on the on, on the field. That's that's just me. I mean, we've seen pretty much uh, – I think Pat Mahomes threw like, I don't know, 19 passes. Or, or Has I he played in both him. games? I, yeah, I know he played I'm in the first sure. one against the Bears. Was, Did he play again this past weekend? I, yeah, he, I, yeah, he played so, this so past So he's played weekend. in both games already. I, don't, I, don't, I might be confusing the quarterbacks. It, either Mahomes or Josh Allen threw like 19 passes or something like that this last preseason uh-huh. game. Yeah. And it's like, it's it, I, that's excessive. But at this point, I think they need to get the starters out there. Get the starters out there for a possession or two. Get the feet wet before the regular season because there is a nice little gap in between the end of the preseason and the regular season. I will get them out there for that, for that last game. What do you guys think? <laughs> Yeah, I just, yeah, I, I want Kirk out there for sure. I am debating about JJ. Mm. What do you think? What do you think, AJ? JJ and AJ. What do you think? I'm I. Let's get Kirk out there for one. I don't really care to see Dalvin or JJ mm. or even Thielen for that matter. Throw out KJ Osborne and BC Johnson and whoever the the other guy is that they signed this offseason. Oh, uh, you talking about Albert Wilson? Yes, he just got cut. No, the not him. Uh, There's somebody else that they signed. Uh, Jalen Naylor's out there. Amir Smith Marset, Ola BC Johnson, Doesn't the matter. Tristan way, Jackson. J- just don't have him. Don't have JJ on the field. Is what you yeah. said. I'm glad yeah, they could I name those Kirk, guys off. Kirk one series and that's it. But who knows? We might not even see him, and then they're just going to go cold in the uh, end of the season. Who knows? Yeah, I see. I, I just, I would. I personally don't. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't. I feel like, and I don't think Devontae Adams has played yet this preseason. But I just feel he like the more I look I, around, I, the, I, yeah, I the more the more I look around the league, the more I see star, other star players on the field, and I'm looking at the Vikings, and I'm like, what, 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 what makes us any different? That's that's my thought. Like, what if if Pat Mahomes is out there, or Josh Allen, whichever quarterback it was? Sorry, I don't know off the top of my head, but if if a quarterback's out there, his caliber throwing 19 passes, um, I know AJ Brown played the first 
uh, preseason game for Philadelphia. If these if stars are playing, what makes the Minnesota Vikings any different with the new coach, with the new system? Exactly right like, there. Like they're a, figuring out what they're doing. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, nah. it's fair to say about a first year regime, right? Yeah. Um, because like because I've mentioned this before too. I don't know how many other teams have been doing the. All right, we're going to play a quarterback for a while, mm-hmm. then play other quarterback for a while, but then we're going to do a drive with the quarterback and then do a drive with the other quarterback because they did that again at the end of the 49ers game. The Vikings rotated in Mannion and Mons in the fourth quarter. And again, I don't know how many other teams are doing that. And I don't know yeah. if that's, again, I don't know if that's a smart move or not. We'll see if they do it again in the future, but there may be an element of training wheels still here yeah, to all this, that, which, that, again, that's no excuse for them. I mean, if they make bad moves, they make bad moves, and we will hold them accountable for it. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're just – maybe maybe they threw a couple things against the wall. Maybe not like – maybe in a more educational sense than that. But I, I wouldn't be shocked if this is like it's year one. Let's give this a shot. Maybe this worked over in L.A. Maybe it worked in Cleveland. I don't know. Oh. Pretty you guys. Uh, that's tough. I mean, mm-hmm. the more I think about it, I guess I, I do side with AJ, or yeah, with AJ to an extent. But I, I, I still feel like if I'm coaching, and again, I'm not. <laughs> not <laughs> the you GM, should be. Not you the sh- coach. You should be the coach not and the, the owner. GM. You should not be. Uh, even, not wasn't even John Madden? Didn't he do that? Didn't John Madden? Wasn't he like a coach slash GM or something? I believe, I believe the Raiders. So. Yeah, you're the next John Madden artist. But hopefully, hopefully, I could be the next great John Madden. Um. <laughs> If if I was the next John Madden, um, I I would run them out there. I would I, I maybe I'm just old school thought process. I would run them all out there for a possession. I would I would just I would do it. Get get hit a couple times. Get used to getting getting back into the custom and and you know getting back into the flow of things before the regular season starts because this schedule is daunting to start. And even though you expect them to start slow, you don't necessarily want them to start slow. Um, and so. I don't know. That's that's just my thought process. Yeah. That's just that's just me. But I look like a complete idiot if JJ is out there and he sprains an ankle. Then it's like, yeah. artist, what the hell are you talking about? And I, we'll, we'll grill you accountably yeah, if that happens. If, you know, we'll so savage at you. that point, it's like, AJ, I'm sorry. This is why I'm not the GM coach or even gender at the end of the day. So it's just, <laughs> or the hot dog guy. Yeah, right. It is what it is. But for the I mean, for the Packers, who's their who's their best player? Who's the most important player for them? Aaron Rodgers. He's confirmed not playing in their preseason finale. He's been very public about him not wanting to play in the preseason. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and granted, he's he's been doing it for a while, so I get it. He can just waltz into week one and probably tear it up. I just don't want to risk injury. Yes. I'd, I'd rather they start week one and look rusty and figure it out throughout the four quarters rather than try to knock some rust off, you know, in a mean, quite literally a meaningless game. Yeah, it is. Yeah. If they went 0-3 in the preseason, I'm not going to blink an eye. doesn't matter to me. Yeah. I'd rather them be healthy for week one, ready to go 100% rather than like, well, you know, there's that third stringer who's trying to earn that spot on the roster who he might get cut, so he's going to make that one shoestring tackle on Justin Jefferson and ooh. Yeah. The, all of U.S. Bank Stadium holds their breath because he goes down and stays on a little too long, and mm. then it's like, we already go into the season battling an ankle injury, and those things linger. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Wait, I'm. I would rather just wait until week one. But I understand. I understand the uh, wanting to see them one more time, or at least not even one more time. Just do one thing. Right. Um, I would rather just wait, but that's just me. I have a hard time playing any football player in a preseason game when they don't have anything to prove. Mm. Justin Jefferson has nothing to prove to us. We know who he is. 
Dalvin Cook has nothing to prove to us. We know who he is. Now, Kirk Cousins, on the other hand, even though you can make a definitive argument, yeah, we know who he is, a 500 quarterback in his career, we pretty much know that. But with this new system, I would say, obviously, KOC's impact is going to be felt greater in the quarterback room than the wide receiver room. And so I want Kirk to play you, for that series, like you said, Artis, just just for a series. I don't. What, well, maybe the, more. What, I, don't, I don't. OK, no Thielen let for me, sure. I don't want Thielen to play either. Let go me, ahead. Let me ask you quick then. Let's say they go out there for a series or two like you're requesting mm-hmm. and they look terrible. What happens? Does he lose the starting job? No. No. They got that worked out, man. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, if, he, if he plays, they're not start. They're not doing more than one series. There's nothing worth. There's nothing worth doing that one series to actually, like, get on the field. I, I just, I just don't see that side of it because, like, could, but could we? Could we? Could we nothing, imagine? No, nothing. Nothing changes. <laughs> Let, sure, they go out there and they they march up the field. They run six plays. They pick up 15 yards on passing every single try. Sure, sweet. We know what's going on. That gives teams other footage of what to look for already. We well, won. I, I wouldn't. Well, I wouldn't run out. I wouldn't throw the best game plan out there for for the starters. I wouldn't, you know, give up the new system and all of that, the new plays and all of that. Um, but I mean, on the flip side, what if they do come out look really good? And then they come into that first game against the Packers, and they are hot, and the Packers are cold because the Packers haven't played anybody, and they get that. That win against the Packers is would be huge. I know it's the first game of the year, and it's you know, but it's the Packers. I just don't think that one or two meaningless series in the preseason is going to like gain. make them hot. No, yeah, exactly. Fair. That's that's yeah. a fair. That's a that, fair point. You just took you got home late. Your girl's asleep. She made you a plate for dinner. It's in the fridge. You pop that thing in there for thirty seconds, and it's ice cold. Is that thirty seconds really going to get it up to like room temp, eating temp for you? Fair. No, you gotta you gotta cook it. You need you need more than that, and it's not it's not worth to play those guys that long to get the oh, food yeah. up to like. You're not getting the you know you're not getting the lasagna all the way up to where you want it. Where it's not boiling hot, but it's warm enough. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to get that from the preseason. You just I I'd rather them just take it easy. Also, if you're not going to play, do not throw the full gear on, Kirk. <laughs> oh no, he's a gamer, man. Take the shoulder pads off. You, that he is a man of routine. You, you, I'd expect nothing less out of that guy. Seriously, he he tries to uh, no. I, he I, tries to mimic the game day experience as much as he can. So he's he's gonna throw him on. No, I want. I Justin Jefferson's got it right. I throw the jersey on. That's fine. <laughs> oh, but you also got the giant flashy yeah, sunglasses. He looks good. It got a big old jet he, chain too. Oh, that that right drip. there is all I need to see from him in the preseason. He's mm. locked in mentally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's in his zone already. I, I need Kirk. I guess maybe. Yeah, you're right. Kirk probably is like, I need to go through the motions. Blah blah blah. <laughs> I would love it if Kirk came out in like joggers. Well, maybe he had a hoodie on. If he wore a hoodie for the entire, just like you know, he's just locked in. We're not going to get that, but just don't wear the shoulder pads. Hey man, let's, let's take it easy. Style hey, with the hoodie oh, over. Yes, yeah. yeah. As long as he's keeping dropping f bombs in practice. <laughs> Heck yeah. And you know what? Back to um, just the whole. How much should these guys play or not? The thing that just occurred to me too that the Vikings have had this preseason that maybe other teams haven't is that joint practice. And from the accounts that I've heard from Judd reporting out there, which by the way, hope he's doing okay. I think he got discharged from the hospital today from appendicitis. 
He was like powering through shows on Friday. He was like uncomfortable the whole time. Didn't say anything, but got through Purple Daily and Mackie and Judd. He's a trooper, man. Bill's also he's a trooper. COVID too. So yeah, I know. He's also a trooper. I know. They might need to call up the taxi squad one of these days. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, we're available. We're around. Definitely. Um, but back to the practice squad or uh, the the joint practice thing. Um, from what I've gathered from Judd and other people reporting is that that experience going through all of that, going through all the reps of that has been like 10 times more valuable than any preseason game. Mm. Apparently they've been able to mimic the game flow pretty good with these joint practices nowadays. And, you know, it was a lot of the first teamers and second teamers and stuff like that. So, and and I and I and I know Kirk had the COVID issue, so I don't know how much actual like run he got to have in these joint practices. I know that it, it was after the fact, so I'm guessing he got to get as many reps as he normally would. And so, even though sure we haven't seen in a preseason game Kirk working with Kevin O'Connell's new offense a little bit, it's still kind of happening, and it has been happening in maybe a bigger way than it would normally would in a preseason because you got the Niners to come to town for this joint practice. And so now that I think about that, maybe now that maybe now just a series or two with Kirk in this game sounds more appealing as opposed to, you know, playing, you know, if this were old preseason standards, you know, three quarters, you know, starters would usually play three quarters of like that third preseason game. Right. Yeah. And then then the backups would take over in the fourth quarter. Yep. So at least a half, they'd play like a half a lot of time. So thinking about just how potentially the, how valuable that experience with the joint practice was, you know, I, I guess I maybe lean a little bit more towards AJ and just, you know, maybe these guys have gotten more reps than typical. And so there might not be much of a reason to get them out there in this last preseason game. But I, I, I might still want a little bit. I'm probably going to say definitively, don't play Dalvin. Again, if you have a top 10 starting running back, they should not touch the field in the preseason. I will stand firm on that. Unless yeah. they're a rookie. Unless they're a rookie. Um, I'm Again, I'm fine with JJ not playing. I am. I know what he is. I don't want Thielen to play because he's older. But let's get KJ out there. Let's get all the other receivers out there. Let's get Amir Smith-Marset going. Because I really liked what he kind of flashed a little bit in the second preseason game. Except, and I do want to touch on this. Uh, if he is going to be our punch returner, he needs to get some glue on those hands, man. He <laughs> yeah. he dropped one, and I and I think I don't think it was a fumble. I think he was able to get it back. But this kind of reminds me of what KJ Osborne was when they tried him at punt returner a couple seasons ago. That was a borderline disaster, and I don't think KJ has really attempted any punt returns ever since. Yeah. Um, I know that DD Westbrook who returned punts for the Vikings last year, is still a free agent. He's still out there. I haven't heard any rumors or anything about him potentially being linked to the Vikings at all. But, um, I mean, we'll see how definitely this third preseason goes for Amir Smith-Marset. Again, I liked him as a receiver. He seemed to have really thorough hands as a receiver. I don't really have any issues with that stuff. But, again, he's going to be returning punts. I mean, he needs to lock yeah, yeah. that down yeah that that's that's ultra 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 important when it comes to flipping field uh, position and things of that nature yeah he there's there's some work to be done there um but you know i feel like i feel like that's a position that's not too hard to fill Mm -hmm. um and i feel like you know they will probably use this last preseason game to evaluate that and if the issue still consists or if he does well in the first in in the last preseason game and then he starts the season off kind of rough I think they'll make that transition quicker than they might make the transition for a center. <laughs> so I, I think that transition will, will come. I did 
want us to talk about this preseason disrespect, though. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I did Sorry. want us to touch Sorry, on that. Sorry, didn't mean to bury that. I know you texted us about it. Yeah, because the Vikings, what are they ranked? 23rd? Yes. Um, <laughs> amongst the league? This is the ESPN regular or preseason power rankings updated yesterday, according to according to ESPN. According to, sorry, I thought it was going to be coaches and players, but yeah, it's uh, what what, it, what we're referring to here is the NFL power rankings preseason twenty twenty two. Vikings coming in yesterday at the twenty three spot, hmm. and I have the full list here, so I'll just run through the teams that are behind them, and we'll go from there with an, analyzing this. So coming in thirty two, Atlanta Falcons, Houston Texans thirty one, New York Jets thirty, Carolina Panthers twenty nine, which I think is rather low for them. Mm. Uh, New York Giants twenty eight. Jaguars 27, Detroit Lions 26, Chicago Bears 25, and Seattle Seahawks 24, which comes to the Minnesota Vikings at 23. So quickly going through the teams in front of the Vikings, Steelers, Commanders, Saints, Dolphins, Cardinals, Browns, Patriots, Eagles, Colts, Raiders, Broncos, Titans, Cowboys, Ravens, Chargers, 49ers, Packers, Bengals, Chiefs, Rams, Buccaneers, Bills. I never, I never understood why the defending champion. Because you said they're number three, right? The Rams. The Ra- Yes, the Rams are number three. I, I never understood why coming into a new season, why the defending champions wouldn't be ranked number one. I want to address that first. <laughs> but the second thing I want to address is the Vikings being ranked at twenty third is utter disrespect. And I don't know. They've been getting a lot of disrespect this whole offseason. It's, it's kind of been like laughable disrespect at this point. Um, and it was one thing when you're talking about just Kirk ranking him like 99 on the top 100. But now you're talking about the whole team. And it's like, whoa. I have one team that I want to just talk about really, really quick, though. Yeah. The Commanders. Th- thank you. That was going to be my first one. I don't one. get that either. The Commanders. Like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, for the life of me, understand but, why but, some but. people are still hyped about Carson Wentz. <laughs> that's, that's it what was bothers me. And yes, oh, you, man. You're, you're in Carson Wentz territory, me. too, man. man. You go up to Fargo and you say ill against Carson Wentz, they will, they will find you. Well, they're going to have to find me <laughs> because I'm going I'm right to say, here. man, I am not going anywhere. The the respect, and, and again, I get it, he had a couple of really good seasons with Philadelphia, um, but to see the end of his career in Philadelphia in the way it ended, then to go to Indianapolis, him play the way he played. Yes, yeah, statistically he was okay, but he completely wet the bed against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are what were they ranked like at the bottom of this list coming into the twenty seventh, twenty seventh. So to completely wet the bed against the Jacksonville Jaguars, not make the postseason. Granted, they have a the Colts have a really good defense. They have arguably the best running back in the league. You have really good receivers there. You got options there. Mm-hmm. You have really good coaching. This is this is the Colts are a playoff team. They're gonna make the playoffs this year for sure with, with Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. You played so bad in that game that the owner's like, we gotta get rid of him. After one year, we we gotta get rid of him. And we have to go get Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, this ain't Super Bowl. This isn't, you know, Super Bowl appearance, Matt Ryan. This is this is the Matt Ryan of today. Old Matt Ryan. He's got his citizen or senior citizen like apartment booked. Literally, literally. he's got some good literally. gray hair now too. He's turning into a silver fox. I, it's crazy, man. I remember Matt Ryan getting drafted, and it's just yeah. like, yeah, we get I'm old. getting old because these guys are getting old. Yeah. But it's, it's just, I don't know. I don't understand the respect for him at this point in his career. He has so much to prove that I don't. I don't know how you could. I don't know how you could possibly rank him above. Yeah. The the Vikings. I, so, I just I don't understand it. Okay, so with this ranking that ESPN did, 
uh, pulled in a little paragraph from every beat writer that they have on the team. In this case, it's Kevin Seifert, uh, Kevin Seifert I should say. And they also list uh, who's on the hot seat for every team. And kind of no surprise to anybody, it says for the Vikings, who's on the hot seat? Senator Garrett Bradbury. But then the whole paragraph just talks about specifically him and doesn't talk about why the Vikings are in this position that they are. They basically just talk about the competition at the center position, which I'm kind of wondering, like, what does that have to do with their overall ranking here? I yeah. think the reason they have it focused on theirs, otherwise it would be just such a long article, for like <laughs> a, a weekly thing. And they do, they have like a who is in the hot seat, so they focused on okay. Um, um But to have... I don't think the Steelers are a better team no. right now than the Vikings. Not right now, I no. know the Commanders are not for sure. The, the Saints, Saints, I w- the that's Dolphins, that's debatable. Dolphins, Cardinals, those are debatable as well. The Saints are debatable, but I, I think just the fact that it's Kirk ver- in my mind, Kirk versus Jameis Winston, is it puts it. it that's a. Cl- I think both of them are too low in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, because um, the Dolphins, we don't know what Tua is yet. Right. And like last year, no more they, excuses for him. What they show us that is. Yeah. I mean, they went on that nice, like, win streak. I think it was like uh, nine games or something like yeah, that. It, it, it was surprising. Got their coach fired. Yeah. It was surprising. But yeah, the coach. Ugh, weird. Yeah. The Browns are not. No. I don't know how they're 17. Yeah. The I fact that either. they're above the Cardinals, the Saints, and the Vikings is incredible. Um, you're not, you don't have your, how much money quarterback? For the first eleven uh, games, two what two hundred thirty million or something like that. Too much money. Yeah, but yeah, he's you don't have him, so you got Jacoby Brissett out there for week one through possibly eleven. You're, they're not the seventeenth best team. Patriots are always just so weird because they always find a way. Um, Eagles, I think, are for sure better than the Vikings right now. Um, Colts. The running back game and the de- I mean they're they're just such a complete team. Yeah, they all are. Around. They're very com- I think they're gonna mm-hmm. have. I think they're gonna be a playoff the team Raiders. this year. I think yeah, they're gonna I, be a play- like the like the rest of this list is is Viking, hard. Viking, to- I think arguably could be as high as fifteen. Yeah, right? but not lower than eighteen in my opinion. Yeah, I I, I would have mm-hmm. to agree. I would probably put them around the 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 seventeen sixteen mark. Somewhere around in that in that range, but yeah, I I agree. I mean, there's a couple the Dolphins. Coin there's yeah, it's a couple coin tosses. The Dolphins, like we said, we don't really know um, what to expect from Tua. I do like their defense. I obviously do like the addition of um, Tariq Hill mm-hmm. and playing alongside uh, uh, Jalen Waddle, who has the best touchdown celebration ever. Might I add? Hey, <laughs> I love it. Hey, um, we hit the gritty around but, here, okay? Yeah, the gritty. I like the gritty. gritty. No disrespect to the gritty, but uh, I just it sounds think like you disrespect the gritty. Like no, like because it's so many other it's other players in the league doing it now, and it kind of waters it down for me. But the waddle, nobody else <laughs> can do true. that, and it fits him so well. Like yeah, right. I just think that's really. I just think hey, I'm just saying disrespecting the gritty in Minneapolis is right. It's like disrespecting Carson Wentz in Fargo. Okay, I'm just saying you might you, you gotta be a little bit careful. You gotta well, be a little bit careful. No, no disrespect to the gritty. All right. But, um, by the way, this disrespect that the Vikings being 23, this has actually been a concept for ESPN. They ranked him 23 after the draft, too. Says it right there. Yeah. So it's, it's tough. I mean, like I said, the commanders are definitely a no. The Steelers would probably start in a rookie quarterback that they drafted this year. That's definitely a no. I mean, I do understand from the from the standpoint of like Mike Tomlin always figures out a way to get them to a, a winning coach. season and in most cases get them to the postseason, but mm-hmm. they're just not that great this year. Um, and then the Saints, oh my gosh, I'm not going to lie to y'all. The Saints are a wild card team to me because I love what they've done in the offseason, getting uh, the Honey Badger, 
uh, drafting Chris Olave, who I think I think he's going to be offensive player of the year type talent Ooh-wee. or offensive rookie. I'm sorry, offensive rookie of the year type talent Ooh-wee. this year. Um, I think he's I think he's going to be special. So I love that addition. They went and got Juice Landry. So. You know, a lot of it does fall on Winston, but they were like five and two last year before Winston went down with his with his ACL injury. Mm-hmm. And so the Saints are really a wild card. But I think the Vikings are a wild card too. Because yeah. we don't really know what to expect. We kind of have an idea as to what to expect from this new offense, but we don't really know what the ceiling is for this team just yet. Yep. So I think twenty three is is very disrespectful. <laughs> it is very disrespectful considering well. the teams that are above them. Um but if you if you fit them in the, the 16, 17 range, I, I wouldn't have been mad at that. Fair enough. Fair enough. And again, at the end of the day, they are just power rankings. And everybody's got them. Bleacher Report, everybody does power rankings. But it makes for good on-air fodder and stuff like that. And yeah, I'm, I'm in toast up with you guys as we wrap this up. But yeah, 23 is just way too low. I would have fit them anywhere between like 15 and 20. I think that would have been a fair, actually, you know, closer to 15 probably would have been a little bit too generous. But uh, I mean, yeah, they were a team that yeah. just barely they just barely missed the postseason last That's year. That's true. They just and barely it, missed it's it. It's just there's a lot of question marks. There's a lot of question marks. Even though those question marks are hopeful, I mean, I think we're all hopeful about the direction of this team from front office and a head and a coaching staff standpoint. But got to go out there in the field and prove it. And if they do, that ranking will soar. No big deal and stuff like that. But yeah, 23 is just. Just a little bit low for all of our tastes. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, do you mind if we uh, transition to just a little bit of Twins talk? Really bit. I don't have much to say because I just want to say this really one thing. Yeah, go ahead and rant. They scored six runs in four games against the Texas Rangers and went two for 26 with runners in scoring position. Now, hey, you got the triple play in there, but this offense now is just I don't I don't know what's going on. I know it's banged up and Byron Buxton just got put on the injured list for the very first time this season. And he has just powered his way through just a plethora of injuries all year. This is a hip in particular. Uh according to Rocco Baldelli, it is a hip that's bothered him pretty much all season. I don't know if it's really been much of an issue in seasons past, but it's really just gotten to him now. He's had to get knee injections all season long, so he's been dealing with that. And obviously, just everything that's happened in his career at this point, getting hit by pitches, breaking bones, just, man, it's it's piled up for the guy, and it's so sad. And I'm so happy he just signed a big contract in the offseason, and he is getting paid. But it just now kind of feel like it all piled up at this moment for Byron Buxton. And now he's got to go on the injured list again. It's just the 10 day. Hopefully he can come back, get a little bit of rest. Again, this is, I think it's a miracle. This is the first time he's been on it all season. And in seasons past, he had been on the ILS by now, for sure. I mean, we are late into August. So it is is a miracle, actually, by medical standards that we have gotten to this point. But beyond just Byron Buxton, there is no fire with this offense right now and we're watching them in Houston right now it's the bottom of the sixth it's Tuesday August 23rd it's like I said it's the sixth inning they haven't scored a run yet I know Houston's awesome they played Verlander tonight they got a great pitch and staff but where is it where is it going to come from too I mean there's not a lot of guys that are injured right now that are projected to come back from a hitter standpoint I know that Trevor Larnick's going to come back but Royce Lewis is gone for the season. Alex Kirloff is gone for the season. We'll see how long Buxton's going to be out now. Um, I'm trying to think of anybody else. Uh, Ryan Jeffers 
Uh, he can provide a little bit of spark if he gets going at the catcher position. And now it's just, uh, man. And Cleveland is still just doing Cleveland things. They're not slowing down. The White Sox are still just doing White Sox things. They're always just hovering around 500. Tony La Russa is always entertaining. He's listening to fans now. He's taking fan suggestions. Some guy told him to uh, use a guy for a pinch runner. And Tony was like, oh, yeah, should I? And he did. He literally went out there and he did it. Like, <laughs> it's it's a circus down at, uh, what is it, Guaranteed Rate Field? Is that what they call Old Comiskey Park or whatever it is now, U.S. Cellular. I think that's what think it's called so. now. It's a circus. But Twins made all these trades at the deadline, and it was the most hopeful anybody, any Twins fans ever been at that point. And all of a sudden now we were so worried about the pitching, and we seemed to fix the pitching, but now the hitting. Now the hitting. It's mm-hmm. just, it's extinguished. And they got Houston right now. They got to play some decent teams in San Francisco and Boston after that. They got to go to New York after that, too. And I know the Yankees are just an equal amount of circus, if not a bigger one than the Chicago White Sox this season, or at least the last couple of weeks with how like not so great they have been. But I I don't know where it's going to come from for the Minnesota Twins. I, I'm genuinely worried. I'm genuinely worried that... Uh, that the because right now really the AL Central is their best shot of making the playoffs. The other wild card teams are starting to separate themselves and get pretty good. So your best shot of making the playoffs right now, as it currently stands, is winning the division. And uh, I'm a wee bit nervous, if you can't tell. End of rant. So all right, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> so, all right, yeah. All right. I'm nervous. Um, but as we always do, as we wrap up Taxi Squad, we got to get a little loon love. Talk about Minnesota United. Another just wonderful week for the soccer team a 2-1 win versus a really really solid Austin team they are one of the best in all of MLS uh, we had Reynoso with the penalty kick Frago, Frago Fragapane with just a gift from the Austin defense AJ I don't I mean the goaltender goalkeeper kicked it to the defender and he tried to like deke Reynoso and it just didn't work and him and Fragapane pretty much had a completely open goal but um, we've been talking about the defense maybe being an issue for Minnesota United but the last couple weeks it seems like they've really kind of locked it down and they did it against a really good team this past week yeah Austin was a team that I didn't really think was going to be as good as they are now and I've been waiting for them to fade but they keep just holding on there they keep powering through the second in the western conference right now um, but they keep uh, they keep kind of slipping and now the gap is kind of withered down to, I think they're only up six or seven points over the next uh, spot, which is FC Dallas, and then Minnesota's right there behind them. Um, but, yeah, no, it was a very good win. Austin's been great. They uh, probably have the league MVP in Jirosi, who mm. I think he leads in um, overall goals and assists, so, like, goal involvement he leads the league in. So he's probably set to be the MVP of the season. Um, and he did score on a penalty, but uh, Minnesota get on the board first with an Emmanuel Reynoso penalty where uh, former loon Ethan Finley pretty much body checks him right in the box. He goes down, refs award the pen. Um, he scores. He's lights out. And, uh, yeah, no, you, you, what you're talking about is uh, Stuver makes a pass to Cascante on that back line, and Franco Fragapane, and this is the 60th minute, so, like, they've gotten some legs under them at this point. They've been running around comes flying like a bat out of hell, just out of nowhere. Um, intercepts it, chips the goaltender, and, I mean, that's pretty much all she wrote. The eventual game winner, but to hold on, and it, it helps that it's, it is at home and they had that home field advantage, but this team is 
they're really starting to pick up the offense and lock things down defensively mm-hmm. at the right time. They have like eight, seven, eight matches left of the season. Um, they're looking to hold on to a uh, a home playoff spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and the final like three matches, and I, this is a big knock on wood, aren't the toughest. Right. We've mentioned that before. Yep. It's Sporting so, KC, Vancouver, and uh, San Jose. I believe something like those that. three teams. I think um, right now they're sitting in fourth, but they're they have two matches in hand compared to FC Dallas, who sit only one point above them. So even if they draw both of those two that they have in hand, they're back into the third. The issue there is they're at forty-one, and you know there's a handful of teams right behind them that are like three or mm-hmm. five or whatever points behind. So there's nothing really set in stone yet. It's gonna come down to the final couple of weeks for sure, and I would imagine decision day will be very exciting. I would like them to be able to be in a position where they don't have to win or something like that on decision day uh, come you know late October, early October, I can't remember mm-hmm. um, just how long the season actually goes sometimes. But, um, but yeah, no, they had a big win for them. Um, I wouldn't say that it was like this season-defining win. It is a very big win just because they were able to take down another big team. And if the rest of the teams out there weren't already noticing, hey, these are guys to really keep an eye on. Um, But if they keep this form, they're probably going to be the biggest threat heading into the postseason, with the exception of like an LAFC, who, despite being the best team in the Western Conference, always seem to struggle in that kind of bracket form. Like Whenever it gets like that single elimination tournament Mm. play, they kind of struggle despite Mm. having – Christian Vela and and adding like a Gareth Bale or a hmm. Giorgio Chiellini who are, you know, seasoned vets from Europe. So um, we'll have to see how she goes, but uh, right. I, I like what they've done here. And let's see, the next match for them upcoming is this Saturday. Yes, sir. 2.30 kickoff against Houston Dynamo. That should be three points. They should win that. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'll say it right now. Write that down. Oh. They, they are going to win. And I'm going to say by at least two. Are you running the board for that game too? I will be. I'm actually getting out of the state fair a little early for that to come on back because um, they they are at home for that one yep. uh, over at Allianz Field. So I'll be here on the board for that on Saturday. We'll have pregame coverage on 1500 ESPN mm-hmm. AM uh, right uh, right at 2 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you can also tune in on the Score North mobile app, which is fully free if you don't Ooh. have it already. Fantastic. Yeah, another great week for MNUFC. Hopefully they can literally keep the ball Rolling, yeah, I like that. I, I like mean, that this is probably like the best they've ever been at this point in a season, right? Since they've been in MLS, I don't believe darn near. So. I don't believe so. No? They've they've had 2019, 2018, okay. whatever. Whenever they went to the uh, the, the championship, the conference championship, the conference okay. championship. Yes, yeah. whenever they went to that, they had a very good season. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure if they have been this high in a while. I know last gotcha. year was kind of a struggle. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, ladies and gents, uh, that's got to wrap up Taxi Squad for the week. The aromas of the State Fair are just filling my nostrils too not too much. I'm really hungry right now. I need to go get a snack because I'm just so ready to feast. I'm going to spend like 200 bucks out there. I don't really care. It's my literally top five like time of the year. It really is. But wonderful Vikings conversation today. A lot of stuff happened over the week. Nick Mullins is our backup quarterback. Hopefully the Twins can, you know, spark a fire underneath their butts a little bit. 
Uh, so far, not so good in Houston, but uh, they really need to. And again, like we said, hopefully MNUFC just keeps the ball rolling. So thank you so much for listening to Taxi Squad. Make sure uh, to leave a uh, five-star review. You cut me off there. I was I, just about to I say didn't, that. I, I didn't know if you are going to, so I wanted to slip I know, it in. I know, and I, ha- and I haven't in the past gotten that in, so I appreciate you looking out for me. I was, but I, I made a mental note because you two ran the board the last couple of weeks. I'm yeah. like, all right, I got to sneak this in. Yeah. But I AJ, said it because AJ, AJ said it before, by the way. AJ will always be a better producer than me and that's what good producers do that's what they do so do, do you just want to no finish no I, like, I i thought you were going to go right into the close so i wanted to at least get in there okay. but if you had a plan take it away give us a five-star rating on apple you can listen to us on spotify but if you really 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 want to like you know give us some love and show us that scorenorth.com and the score north app you give that thing a download Ooh, ooh, that's that's the right way to do it right there. So, gentlemen, a wonderful week as always. We'll see you next week. We got Artist Woods over there. Take care, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. And AJ Fredrickson, you as well. Thank you, my friend. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Enjoy the cheese curds, everybody. It's going to be great. The great Minnesota get-together. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> Let me try that again. We'll talk to you next week on Taxi Squad. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey, electrical contractors. I'm Matt from ABB. Are rising costs and product delays keeping you up at night? We can help you contractor better. ABB's contractor resources are designed to help you increase productivity and profitability on your commercial construction projects. Check out Contractor Better today. Visit go.abb slash contractor better. The new era of Thursday night football is here, and it's only on Prime Video. This Thursday, the Philadelphia Eagles bring their high-flying offense to Houston, where the Texans look for an upset. Pre-game coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern, with TNF Tonight delivered by Little Caesars, live from Houston. It's the Eagles and the Texans, only on Prime Video. See Amazon.com slash watch TNF for details.